Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymond, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. Having somehow been teleported days away from their original lighthouse location, the team believe they are now in the midst of the drunken mire. Facing several compass bearings and camping stops ahead, the team try to push on in an attempt to get back to Drenau. As the deep darkness and shadows of night begin to fall, the midnight marshlands awaken and some sinister monstrosities begin to rise. Episode 36. A ghastly night's sleep. So everybody roll me initiative. I've already, I don't have to roll again. No, no, you've already rolled. 14 all in for Caddo. Okay. 22 all in for Laura. Yep. 20 for Ogvar. 20 for Ogvar. Any naturals in there? Okay, so it's going to be... What's your dexterity score, Caddo? 12. Okay. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Right, let me just make a note of that. Evil wizard turns sorcerer into T Rex with stupid bony arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a T Rex. That's why they never eat ice creams. Oh dear. God. Okay. As it makes a shrieking noise, Kieran, mm-hmm. it charges at you. So it is going to just going to attempt to bite you with a nineteen to hit. Yes. Okay, plus two, twenty-one. Okay, so it hits you and it's going to do It obviously wasn't satisfied with that. Six points of damage to you and make me a force you save, please. Uh, 24. Yep, okay, well done. Okay, sorry. The creature shrieks at you and it charges forward. It lunges, it almost moves like an animal on all fours. And as it comes towards you, it lunges with its mouth wide open, this gaping maw, and you can see in its teeth like bits of rat bone and viscera. And the stench as it, as it comes close to you is just awful. You kind of get knocked back by this whoa kind of scent. And it sinks its teeth into your legs, into your um, thigh, and really grabs on tight, backs off just as quickly again. Okay, and then it is your turn, Kieran. 
I say, right. Right, that is it. 25. To do what? Leave my, <laughs> I'm going to uh, drop my, put my lamp down. Yeah. And then I'm going to draw my mace. Okay. So obviously I, I wouldn't have been on guard without okay. my weapons. And if you're going to do that, that's going to provoke attack of opportunity. Okay. Bash with the lamp. Yeah. Uh, it's on fire. Yeah, it might burn. It's got oil in there, hasn't it? Go on. Uh, sorry, okay. I'm not saying okay. this. Uh, hold on. I wonder if I could turn undead. Because obviously it's an undead creature. Uh, I'm going to try to turn undead. Okay. So, how do we do turn undead? Uh, turning is... It's going to be a turning check, isn't it? it is. Yes. Which is on page three of your sheets. Uh, Yes, she did put it somewhere. Yeah, so turning, turning is on your sheets to you. So it's in your class features. I got. So I can do it four times. My turning check is seven to to nine modifier. So yeah, but it should it should say one d twenty plus something in the box. Uh, Unless you didn't write it in there. Hang on a minute. Wasn't it on the what you can do on your turns? Did you put that on the? On your uh, sheets? No, I didn't put it. I, no, it said you could do it, but it doesn't say how to do it. Okay, um. Oh, she's got it. Uh, da, 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 turning check. Roll a turning check to see how powerful an undead creature can turn. So roll 1d20 plus your charisma modifier. 16. Okay, so plus with 16. Charisma. Is that including your charisma mod? Yeah, charisma's only plus one. Right. Okay, so you can turn creatures with hit dice equal to. Six, which you can do, so yep, that works. So roll me 2d6 plus 1 plus a charisma modifier. 2d6. Good news is, if this works, it runs away for 10 rounds. Plus 1. 7 plus 1 is 8. Plus your charisma modifier, which is 1. That's 9. Okay, so you can do the turning damage on that. Okay, so. Write that on your sheet so that you know what it is for next time. It's, it's uh, roll 2d6. No, because no, it's different each time. Oh, it's different each time. Depending on what he rolls on the d20 the first time. So what was it? So the it's 1d20 plus charisma modifier is your, fir- is, your first, is your first roll. So a d20 plus your charisma, yeah. and then you're doing it as a first level cleric. That would be yeah. Okay, so okay. what do you do to do the turn? I'm going to look at it. Ah! Well, you're not very friendly, are you? So I'm gonna go down on one knee, and I'm gonna. What was that? I'm gonna go down on one knee. The bit before that. That's his holy symbol, isn't it? What? You, you said something to the. You just go out like. <laughs> yeah, that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> okay. But so uh, I'm gonna go on my knee, and I, I have a bit of. Be gone, nasty creature. Okay, and with that, a wave of bright white light kind of and you kind of see these kind of little feathers dancing in I'm going to throw something at you I'm just visualising I'm just yeah visualise without doing it physically (laughs) (laughs) right okay she was a minnow in a former life (laughs) god this kind of wave of white energy comes from your almost your chest area and you can see some kind of like dancing white feathers in just on the edges of it and as this wave pushes towards this ghast 
it hits it and the gas shrieks in fear and turns around and flees. Okay, who's up next? Well, everybody's up, means combat. Does that mean, no, we're we're no longer in combat? He flees for a minute, but you're still technically in combat because he will only flee for one minute. Right, Laura is um, sort of gasping in shock as she comes out of a... You know what, 50% chance. Someone give me 50%. 3585. 3585. Okay, no. Okay, continue. By this time, Alora is, is crawling out of a tent as quickly as she possibly can. Yep. Um, going, what? What's going on? This. What? What's the noise? What's going on? Uh, some vile creature e- eating those rats. Uh, oh. it, it attacked me, so uh, I, I managed to banish it for a short while, just to, so we can. Get ourselves together. Are you all right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. It was, you know, it took a bit of a, a, a bite, but Ooh. you know, I'll be fine. Which way did I it hope. go? You went back way into the dark. So I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'd say we get close to the fire and just prepare ourselves. It's just point out for She's like, oh no, not the rats. I'm, I'm sure I threw them far enough. No, it was just the other side of Ogva's tent, so. Oh dear. Uh, uh, well, if he's only going to be gone for a minute, I suggest that we get ready then. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'm up. Time to get out my long johns and into me <laughs> You've got a minute, so if you <laughs> rush. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm going to cast the spell Consecrate. Okay, what does that do? That fills the area around us, so that's a uh, 25 foot plus 5 foot for every two levels, so a 35 foot circle around us. Okay, where are you centering this? But Okay, so just move your minis to where you're going to be. Well, I said to go back to yeah, I, 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 I took Ewan's advice, I'm going to circle the fire. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Going right yep. I'm assuming fire. Pointing outwards, so a circle of us all pointing outwards. Yeah. Okay, Esther will stand kind of on this side of the fire, closer to where... It's come from kind of where that sea is there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm gonna come this. I'll come. No, I'll come just makes this sense, side. So I've got line of view because I don't want my line of view. Yeah. Just pop me, pop me next to Esther. There we go. Okay. I'm going to draw his boat. Okay. So you're casting consecrate, are you? Yep. Okay, yeah. Cool. So um, this spell blesses an area with positive energy. Uh, every charisma check made to turn undead gets a plus three bonus. Uh, any undead entering the area. Suffers minor disruption, giving it a minus one penalty on all attack rolls, damage rolls, saves, etc. Nobody can summon or create more undead creatures inside the consecrated area. Okay. So, you cast this. You all ready? You all prepared to go? Yeah. You're all on high alert, so nobody's going to be flat footed for this. I will have uh, my light crossbow in one hand. Okay. So, at this point, it's been about a minute and a half. And you hear the sound of coming through from the outside of your circle of light as this creature comes barreling in and attempts to attack Qin once again. As it passes your kind of barrier of light, I imagine it's almost like this kind of um, faintly visible barrier of light for this consecrate spell, which illuminates the ground underneath your feet. And as it comes barreling in, it screeches slightly as it, hit, as it hits this barrier of light. And it's going to try to attack with a full attack on Qin. With a 10 to hit. Okay, so it misses with the bite attack. And then... 21 to hit. Okay, so it comes in and it attempts to bite you. And you're able to lean back and dodge out of the way as its jaws snap in front of your face. 
At which point, he is within 10 foot. Of queuing? Of the goo ghast. So if you push... Yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Okay, Probably so... Esther and Ogvar. Ogvar yeah. and Esther make me... Um, fortitude saves, please. Okay. Yep, Esther's cool. 17. Yeah, you're cool as well. So, as it comes gambling in everyone can see what it looks like now it looks like this horrible um undead rotten moving corpse it's got really janky movements it's kind of gross but ogvar and esther you both as it approaches kewin and attacks kewin you both get this kind of whoa of putrid rotting meat and it does the two claws worth of damage plus three so one two Three, four, five. Five points of damage to you, Kewin, and make me a fortitude save, please. Fourteen. <laughs> okay. As it comes in, you dodge the bite attack, and there's two claws come ripping down. And the one catches you across your cheek, the other one catches you just across like the your forearm area. And as its claws dig in, you you feel your entire body seize as you are paralysed for four rounds of combat. So next up in the order is Elora. I, I haven't... Have I got clear line of sight past... Yeah, I have got clear You've got clear line of sight, but as you're firing into combat, you'll take a minus two penalty. Uh, Unless ooh. it's a targeted spell. It is a... Targeted spell. Um, what are you using? I would like to attempt to use Orb of Acid again. Okay, so roll to hit. Uh, what do I get? A plus, do, do I get you get a minus two. Yeah, did I get anything in the. Uh, no, only if you're trying to turn undead. Oh, okay, fine. Um, no, that's going to be an instant for that. No, that, that's an eight plus. Whatever, minus two. Yeah. Plus two, minus two, so it's a straight eight. Yeah. Okay, so with an eight, you cast this orb of acid, but it just kind of goes slightly wide and astray, just splashes on the floor harmlessly. Anything else you want to do? Damn. Um, mm, mm, I don't think there's anything yeah. else I can Okay, do. so next up is Ogvar. Okay, Ogvar will um, take a few steps forwards. So he's... Just by his tent. Yep, you've got flanking there. Yep, and we'll try to use his uh, point blank shot. Okay, you've got plus two for flanking, minus two for melee combat firing. Can I ask a question? Why is he not flanking? Because Esther's on the other side. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. So I've got plus two for flanking, mm, minus yep. two for shooting into combat. Yep. Yep. Okay. And plus one for my point blank shot. Yep, okay. So it's a minus one. It's plus one, it's plus one. Ten. Ten? Ten is not going to hit. Okay. No, you, you would, if had it been a normal human, like a normal humanoid creature, you'd have probably hit, but because it's got so, um, it's so bony and its skin's so drawn tight, it's, you know, where you would have buried it deep into, like, the side of its stomach, it's got such a sunken in stomach that it just goes straight past. Yeah, okay. okay. But it's so little to hit. Need a bigger target. 
Okay, so next up is the ghast, and the ghast is going to attempt to attack. Well, the bolt has just come, the, the arrow has just come from Ogvar. It's going to turn around, it's going to attempt to attack Ogvar with a bite attack. With a 12 to hit? Nope. Okay, no, it attempts to lunge towards you, Ogvar, but it's so uncoord uncoordinated and kind of bony that it just kind of, it just snaps past you. Okay. Does so it run past me then? No, it's it's just kind of come up to you and it's tried to take a snap at you, but it's just oh, missed. Right. Okay. So it's up here. Oh, you're okay. rather unpleasant up close, aren't you? <laughs> Breath mint. <laughs> Next up is Cado. Um, if I successfully turn it, as it tries to run away, does that provoke attacks of opportunity for other people? It will for Mogvar. Yes, because he's in. Yeah, he's within his space. And then every time I turn it, so it will come back and turn it again. And every time it has to leave, depends on how close it gets. But it just happens to be within his threatened square, doesn't it? Well, I'm just wondering what because I, I can't do anything else from where I am because I've got people between me and it. But the thing is, my four rounds of uh, being paralysed. No, no, well, need to go, go, go. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah I can unparalyse you, can't I? At least, yeah. So I'm going to try and turn it then. Okay. Uh, does turning have a range on it? Range? Yes, range, just oh. because obviously he's over the other side and he hasn't got direct That's a good question, actually. Oh, right. Turning or undead. Any cleric, regardless of alignment, has the power to affect undead creatures such as Gurnard by changing the power of their holy symbol. Well, you consecrate... A good cleric or a neutral cleric or worship Well, you consecrate a ground is 35 feet, so you're able to... No, okay, there's no range limit on it. Okay. Well, it's really, if it's consecrated ground is, is in 35 feet, I think it's... Yeah, no, there's no range limit on it or anything. With no requirement for line of sight, okay. Because I can actually do turning damage as well. Uh, turning damage is just... So the first thing you do is you do the turning check to see if you yeah. can actually turn it. The maximum number of hit dice creatures worth you can turn. And then you do the turning damage to see how many you affect. Yeah, in fact, I could destroy it. Uh, only if you've got more than double its hip dice, yeah. which you don't. No. Oh, I don't know. The turning undead is high enough to let you turn at least some of the undead within the six. Yeah, and I'm getting plus three anyway because of my consecrate spell. So it's it's a D twenty plus three plus three. So that's 16 plus 6 is 22. Yeah, okay, you can affect a lot. Okay, so make me the turning damage 2d6 plus your charisma modifier plus your cleric level. So that's 2d6 plus 7. That's 10 plus 7, 17. Okay, so you can affect 10 hit dice worth of creatures. So you can definitely affect him. Describe your turn for me. Uh, so uh, I, I've, I've knelt, I've pulled out my holy symbol of Avacyn, which looks uncannily like that oh that's awesome I, 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 oh you didn't say I, that I have, I have made a holy symbol bludgeoning yeah. from the top piercing from the bottom bludgeoning and, and stabbing <laughs> oh my <laughs> god you wait till it's engraved and it's going to look marvellous um, I'm down on one knee uh, saying a small prayer whilst uh, thrusting my large silver holy symbol before me 
a fully erect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thus, oh, God. in thus position. Now, yes, I might say, oh God, whilst I'm doing it. You're quite right. So something like that. Oh God. Right, hang on. I've got to get a picture of this. I'm sorry. Okay. I know this is mint, mint thingy, but I've got to get a picture of it. Hang that, on. That oh, is... hang, on, hang on, I've got my chain knotted. <laughs> barbaric. I'll have you know there's a sink in our house where it hasn't got a plug at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, sorry, um, describe your turn then, sorry. Uh, yeah, so down on one knee, dusting yep. uh, my holy symbol before me, uh, fully erect, two hands. Yep. Saying a, a prayer to uh, 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 the Archangel Avacyn. Yep. Uh, eyes closed, full concentration. Okay. So, again, this kind of like wave of white light. And this time, for you, there's there's kind of... um, You can sense the presence of there's actually like a lot more feathers falling for you. Maybe you can assume probably because you're more devoted to Avacyn than maybe Qin is as a paladin. Um... And this wave of white light, it spreads throughout the party, and everyone kind of gets a warm, fuzzy feeling from this. Apart from the ghoul, who gets a very nasty, fuzzy feeling, and proceeds to screech and take off. And as he runs away, Ogvar, you get an attack of opportunity against him. Come on, come on. Do my point-blank shot and rapid shot come into that as well? Because I... Yeah. It's a full... Yeah. Okay. And is it leaving... It's leaving combat, so does he not... So he's, he's not shooting into combat anymore, is he? No, no, he's he's running away. So, so, you, so it's, you, you keep your plus two that way. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's plus plus two for um, flanking. Yep. Well, you won't get flanking for this one because he's not going to run backwards towards. He's okay. going to actually just run so straight plus away. Plus two for he's retreating. Minus two for yep. a uh, rapid shot. Uh, plus one for. Point blank. Point blank shot, and that's it, isn't it? Yep. So it's plus one. Plus one. 17 plus... 24. Hits, roll damage. Okay, and I get plus two because it's undead. That's my favourite enemy. Uh, yes, you do, yep. Okay, good, so... Should have got a plus on the attack roll there as well for that then. Oh, I've only got plus two damage. Oh, my, okay, no, ignore me then. I'm, I'm just... Things undead. So that's going to be plus two and plus one. Uh, for point blank shot. Oh, we'll get two attacks as well. Can you get another game? Yes. Do I have to roll again? Yeah, you'll have to roll again. Okay. 7 7, 14 plus 1. 15. 15. 15's not going to hit. Okay, so it's one lot of damage. So 5 plus 2 plus 1 plus 1. 9. Okay, so 9 points of damage, yeah? Yep. Okay, so this ghast runs away. Okay, and someone give me a 50%. 50 to 75. No, 50 to 100. <laughs> Top maths. I was really hoping. Okay, cool. It disappears off into the under, into back from where it came. Bye, Pollution. <laughs> uh, my it disappears from back where it came no it disappears to back from whence it came that's what I'm going for yeah. you've thrown me now with tiny T-Rex arms 
Esther, do you think it will come back? Um, well, uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think it might have met its match with us. But uh, um, anyway, uh, uh, Kewin, are you all right, Kewin? Hold on, hold on. It's coming back, it's coming back. Maybe we should invite the ghoul back. Lord, Kewin, what happened? It caught me with its claws and... I just all of a sudden couldn't move. Oh, well, thank heaven you're all right. Yes, that, that'll be the uh, paralysis effect, I suppose. Oh, obviously one that you've come across before, Esther. Uh, yes, ghouls are quite, uh, quite na- uh, sorry, ghasts are quite nasty creatures, I do have to say. They've, uh, it's quite lucky you didn't get ghoul fever. Oh, don't like the sound of that. Ghoul fever. What's that? It's a fever that you get. I don't know, but it doesn't sound very nice. (laughs) Ghoul fever is a um, a disease you catch when it bites. Uh, I'm immune to all diseases, so. uh, Ah. Yeah, you'd be fine. It's an incubation period of one day and it does damage 1d3 to con and 1d3 to dex. Oh, wow, that's nasty. Right, cool. Okay. So, you recover from your uh, sudden bout of paralysis and. As you all stood there, you're all still on guard, but you don't... I mean, a minute or two, a minute passes, two minutes passes, five minutes passes, ten minutes passes, and there's no sign of the ghoul again. Well, he did get banished twice, so I guess he probably isn't that keen. Mind you, they're not exactly brains, are they? But no, they do like eating them, though. Oh, that's very good, Esther. Yeah. Yes, I'm quite proud of that one. We don't be safe. Indeed. Yeah, I like that. Well, uh, you know... Alora's going back to bed. Yeah. Esther goes, oh, well, I, I think it might be... Um, if it's not come back by now, I think it's probably gone for good, but uh, um, are you still all right to carry on with the watch, Kewin? Yeah, I took a, a, a fair bit of battery now. Um, I think I'll just... Uh, I'll take I can... watch if you don't want. Well, I, I'm happy to take over. It's nearly my watch anyway. I'm going to... Uh, I, can, I, can, I can do <laughs> magic now, can't I? Was it next one? Uh, no, you've got access to spells now. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to uh, use my cure, cure wounds. Have you got cure like wounds, have you? Yeah, it's the only one I'm, I'm really learning. Isn't it? Okay, is that a 1d8 plus... Yeah, it's um, 1d8 plus 1, I think. Yes, it is. Cure like wounds. I've got that there somewhere. Oh, bloody hell, it gone? I'm sure it's 1d8 oh, plus 1. It's on my sheet here somewhere. Uh, cure light wounds, 1d8 plus 1. Okay. Per... Per level. Per level. So you're casting as a first level, kind of... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 1d8 okay, plus 1. Okay, so you cast cure light wounds, uh, roll your dice. 1d8. Five plus one, that's six. Yep, yeah, okay, so you get six hits point, hit points back. Okay, so what, what would you like to do about the watch? How far away from the dawn are we? Um, it's probably about halfway through Kewin's watch when this happens, so it's probably about, if you went to 6, 11, 12, it's probably about 2, 3 a.m. maybe. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I took a bit more uh, damage there than I thought, so uh, I, I can try and carry on, you know. Okay, as long as you're happy, wake me when it's my watch then. Okay, well, probably an hour or so. Yeah, it's not that long now. All right, I'll go back to bed then. Okay, so you all return to bed. 
Esther gives you a pat on the shoulder, Kieran. She goes, she goes, oh, well, um, give us a shout if you need anything. Okay, oh, well, thank you. And all is quiet for the remaining hour of your watch. Hello? Hello? Uh, your turn, young man. <laughs> OK, thanks very much. Well, I'm going to go and yep. get in me what's it. Go and get to bed. OK, Caddo, give me a 25% increment. 10 to 35. Stop doing it. <laughs> no can do. I rest for the wicked, mate. I'm the most devout here. <laughs> okay, so morning rolls round. Oh, brilliant. Does the dawn happen? Yes, the dawn happens. The dawn happens mid shift. I'm te- you're probably not all going to wake up at the crack of dawn, especially with no. a disturbed night. Mm. Nobody actually said where they wanted waking. So uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll start. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my watch, so I'll continue to keep a watch, yep. but I'll make sure the fire's stoked, ready for the cooking of breakfast. Yep, OK. Uh, I'll, I'll keep out an eye out for a lonely bat who might be on his way home. Yep. You see Rowan, not long after dawn's broken, just fluttering around. And he comes to rest down by, uh, actually hanging off the edge of Laura's tent. OK. I think I'll, I'll, I'll go on, uh, for want of a better phrase, knock on Esther's tent flap first. Yep. And just let her know that uh, it's dawn and it's probably it's probably time it's probably time for her to uh, uh, for her morning prayers. Okay. She wakes up and she comes to the tent tent uh, tent flap flap. <laughs> <laughs> My God, your children! And <laughs> and she looks immensely dishevelled. Her hair is down. It's a mess. She looks at you and she goes. Oh, I'm too old for this. And she returns back inside, and you don't see her for five minutes. When she comes out, she looks a lot more awake, she looks a lot more presentable, and she joins you for morning prayers. Super. So uh, I'll, I'll ask if she has any preference to how we conduct morning prayers as the senior cleric. No, no, no preference here. I, I tend to do them on my own anyways. Um, okay. However you wish, of course. Okay, well, I, 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 I shall join you in prayer. I'm, uh, we'll both remain alert throughout, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that gives me uh, an hour's prayer. Yep. Spells back. Yep. Excellent. Do we heal the program? Yes. Rest? You've by the time you wake up, you would have all have had enough rest. So if you want to heal yourselves up, you get your spell slot back because you expended it halfway through a full rest. Okay. Um. So you get your spell slots back. Uh, use your method of healing up. Esther's prayers don't last as long as you, um, Caddo, but she's primarily a fighter, not yeah. a cleric. She does offer a kind of you hear her go. Avacyn, thank you for this blessed dawn. Um, thank you for keeping us safe through the night. Uh, she's just there muttering some short prayers to herself, but she's doing other tasks at the same time. She's sorting out some food. She's foraging some p- couple of bits. She's multitasking, basically. Alora's just rolled out of a tent. She's going to stretch and... Oh, I did that sleep. Uh, Rowan! Oh, there you are. Oh, good boy. Okay, well, you can come back when you're ready, okay? He he immediately jumps off the tent pole and he flutters down and back into his little hidey hole. Oh, okay, so I lift the cape and make a cloak and then flip it back down again. Yep. I, um, I stoked the fire, fire ready for breakfast. Oh, that's welcome. So Laura's going to bumble over and... Cause I would imagine it's quite misty and murky because of yeah, the damp. Yeah, you've, the... you've woken up and 
although it's bright, it's that kind of bright where the sky is illuminated but you can't see the sun. Mm. There is a thick fog hanging this morning. Uh, you can't see really beyond the circle of your camp. I'm going to go warm myself by the fire and just straighten myself out a little bit. Yep. A bomb here in Ballora going to the campfire. Hold on, hold on! I've got my percolator! Oh, now that's a good idea. No, Do you I'd come not. tripping out of your tent with that? Yep. Okay. Okay. The, the tent flap opens and the percolator comes out first, <laughs> followed by me. Okay. Oh, oh, great. Well, you can try that coffee. It's it it, it was it was recommended. Uh, I think it's decent stuff. It smells good. So let's try that out. Okay. What are you doing, kid? I'm just asleep. Okay. All right. Okay. So you start brewing coffee. Esther's foraged some safe looking mushrooms uh, to eat uh, they're kind of cooking on a bit of stone and the fire um, she's got some salt with her so she's kind of got some salt out and she's made them look kind of nice and they smell it smells quite nice as well for forage mushrooms and yeah you all kind of sit down have a bit of a quiet chatter you've got some coffee going you're gonna wake up at any point you yeah, win I'm gonna <laughs> That's well, coffee, yeah, oh, mm, oh, and mm. Ooh, mushrooms. Oh, oh, it's in the jiffy. He's like a bloodhound, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> so, does, do you come out of your tent? Yeah, so I'm gonna go back in, put my armor on, come back out. Ah, an army marches on its stomach. Here he is now. How tall is Huey? Six foot. Quite imposing. You see some <laughs> weird bulges. Enjoy the noises. <laughs> it takes about ten minutes or something. Yeah. No, no, how many minutes it takes? Takes a while to get. It takes a while to don armour. Yeah. I can imagine it would agitate his flaps quite a lot. Not when you go to the toilet. <laughs> a bit of toilet paper follows you back out. He just got his tent tucked into the back of his armour. Yeah. <laughs> pulls the tent along with him. <laughs> Yeah. There would have been a poster in Woolworths about that one. <laughs> long. Uh, four minutes. Four minutes. Cool. Yeah, well, oh, speed long, running that. Long enough, to, long enough to make you a bacon sarnie. Yeah. If you had, if you had bacon. bacon. A mushroom flavoured bacon sandwich. Yeah. Ve- vegan bacon. Vegan, vegan bacon. <laughs> There's a Greg's oh, round no, here somewhere. Start. Bloody vegan bacon. Really? Oh, I'm just trying to see. Um, that vegan pig. Oh, really? When was the last yeah. time you saw How many vegan listeners do you reckon we just lost? I don't know, it's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. Are you looking at how big your tent is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I thought you were looking, oh, for, I thought you were looking for something really important. Our tents are actually two persons. I'm not a single person, but two tents. You're kind of a person and a half, though, aren't you? Six foot with lots of armour. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, come on, come on, come on. How did we get down that rabbit hole? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so you start the new day. Yes. You've travelled about half a day's worth through this swamp, this mire. You could say there's probably about another day's worth left to go. Okay. Is there? Yeah, fed up it was swamp. about three days, you said. Two and a half days oh. from you now to the edge of the mire, but you're oh, in the okay. middle of the mire, and with the slow walking speed Better you're going to have to take, it'll be take a day and a half. Would you've already completed the half day, you've got a day left to go. Right, to get to the edge of the mire. Would I be able to use Murdoch 
as a scout for finding a route through? Would that speed up the process anything? Um, it might be able to, but you would probably have to train him to scout on the job, because I don't think he knows how to scout yet. Yeah. We can't check for boggy ground though, can we? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's no, but we could put pick a time to the end of the pole. <laughs> <laughs> right, so don't, well, don't touch well. my bird. <laughs> okay, so you've all woken up in the morning. Caddo, you woke up Esther and you both went and had morning prayers and started tending to uh, the fire and getting everything ready. Everyone is up and about now. Obvar, you've just come out of your tent coffee pot first. Yes. What are we doing? Making coffee. <laughs> okay. And I will let Murdoch out to have a little flap around and uh, okay. I'll let him off and uh, make sure you uh, don't find any ghasts up there. Hello, it was a bit interesting last night, wasn't it? Uh, not sure if I want to see too many of those, though. Yeah, it was, it was actually quite unpleasant, and yeah, I could have done with a decent night's sleep instead of like, wandering around for half of it. Um, Rowan? Rowan? Is, is Rowan? Anybody seen Rowan? He's hanging on the outside of your tent. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, there he is. Hi, Rowan. Okay, look. You know what? I'm not carrying you about today. You can just flap about and follow us. Yeah, there's, you know, it's pretty open here, I think, and it won't do you any harm to just spend the day flapping about. I'm not carrying you everywhere. Uh, oh, well, you got some coffee going? Um, I, I would request uh, you pass over the coffee first. Oh, well, I'm clink. <laughs> I've got my mug out and I'm clinking my mug, going well. You know what? I don't do well with broken sleep. <laughs> can I have it then, please? You can. <laughs> so I'm going to hand up on the mug. Yeah. Uh, how many for coffee? Me. Me for coffee. Oh, yes. Spiffy. Well, really good. Okay, yep. I'll, uh, I'll go we'll get the coffee on. Well, uh, okay. What do you reckon? We just have a good push today, or. You know, I'll, I'll be in front with the old stick, making sure well, there's no. Uh, Quicksand or anything like that, but Esther, yes. Esther, you having coffee? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yes, I will if, if you, if, if you, yes, yes. All right. Okay. Have you bought a mug? Oh, um, yes. Here you go. She passed you over a mug. She's obviously still <laughs> half asleep. Caddo, you had the full view of an Esther with um, bed hair. When <laughs> oh, you I wondered where that was going. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Delightful. I'm a gentleman, so I can say nothing. <laughs> So she's she's straightened herself up, but she's clearly not fully awake. So she passes your mug, you her mug, and she goes, "Oh, um, I, be, I believe that at some point today we may need to make an attempt to uh, find some water, perhaps." So I'm not sure how everyone else is on water, but you know we've only got enough uh, finite amount of water in the water skins. Very true. Yes. I can make some if need to be. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Oh. Yes, yes. Um. Well, I've, I've just given, well, basically just given up the last of my water skin to Ogvar for coffee. <laughs> so, yep. Does anybody Thank need to top up now? Uh, I can make a couple of gallons if needed. Well, that'd be cool. If, if we just fill the percolator first and then then we can just replenish if that's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Laura reaches in and she hands over her water skin to yep. Caddo. Yeah, okay. So you've all kind of um, given a bit of water into the percolator. Caddo, you're casting create water? 
Yeah, I'm, I, 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 two gallons is quite a lot, isn't it? I'm guessing it's going to have to go into a cooking pot or something and we'll have to siphon it off. Has I anyone got a cooking pot? I can't imagine I can just... We've all got mugs. <laughs> it, I, I suspect I would be very fortunate if this spell says it magically appears inside the water skin. <laughs> Where does it appear? Like, yeah. This spell generates wholesome drinking water just like clean rainwater. Water can be created in an area as small as will actually contain the liquid. So I can do it into the oh. water skin. Yeah. Okay. Or, or, yeah, we'll just stick or them in any area up to three times as large oh. as the liquid itself. We'll just stick them in one at a time. We'll just swap the water skins over while you create it, if that's okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's we're all uh, topped up on water. I make, I make two gallons a level, so I, I, I can make up to... We a lot. Four, so eight yeah, gallons. Eight gallons. That's going to yeah. keep us going, isn't it? Eight gallons. Well, it won't eat all of it. But so if I cross that spell off... Yeah. Okay. Water it is, then. That's up to, hmm. isn't it? So. Yeah, it's just as much as you need, really. I, I shall make as much as is needed. Yep. Okay, so you top up all of your water skins. Um, I imagine so you probably replace the water which is already in there, get rid of the old nasty stale water yeah, and get, get some fresh, fresh water. Yeah, yeah, all good. Okay. So, you've had some coffee. Um, is anyone having anything to yeah. eat? Day's ration. Well, uh, half a day's ration for breakfast. Of breakfast. Yeah, <clears throat> your rations by now, they're starting to taste a little chewy. Well, they're, 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 they're a little chewy now in texture. Um, they're not the freshest rations. Uh, probably not going to be lasting much longer. Well, apples will last a few, a good few days in your backpack, won't they? So I'll just chop up a, I suppose, a bit of an apple that I've got. Okay. Or I'll use an apple I have in my backpack to feed Rowan if yep. he wants anything extra. Offer him a bit of fruit. Okay. So you spend the morning. Um, you've prepared spells with Esther. Caddo, um, you start making your, you make your coffee, you have some breakfast, and you have a nice relaxed morning. The day, it's, you can see to the left hand side, to, in the distance, you can see this big looming shape of the mountain, like a blue smudge on the horizon almost, but apart from that, you can't really see much more than 20 foot around you. Um, it's very misty, there's there's a thick layer of dew hanging over every single blade of grass. Uh, it's quite cold and damp. Um, you can see Esther, she's she's perhaps struggling a little with her age and be, it being so kind of damp in this morning. She's, you know, she's flexing her hands a lot and, you know, giving herself a bit of a rub. She's perhaps a little cold. Um, but it's, it's quite a peaceful, quiet morning. You can hear the sound of birds and um, the wind rustling through this kind of tough grass. That's all you can really hear. Esther, get closer to the fire. No, no. Yes, yes, thank, thank you, dear, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right, so, yes. But I suppose, so what do you think then? Just have a good push today, you know, really. Carry on north, northeast. Oh. Yeah, we've just got to get out of this, get out of this swamp, really, haven't we? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, out the I think we should push forward, you know. Just, I think we need to just push on a bit more. Quicker out the better, I say. Yeah, oh, it's I most undoubtedly. Most undoubtedly. I did give Esther my cloak, didn't I? Did you gave her a winter blanket. A winter blanket. Right, I'm... Uh, She's still got hold of that. I'm um, going to uh, just shuffle around in my backpack. Allura's going to pull out. She has a spare cloak. Yeah, uh, she's going to pull out a spare, a spare cloak. Um, Esther, um, I've got a spare. I've got a spare cloak. If you, you know, if you're a bit cold this morning, have a sp- 
No, have this spare cloak, you can have it. Oh, thank you, dear. That's ever so greatly appreciated. Oh, thank that's you. okay. Keep it nice and warm, you know? Oh, thank you ever so much. She puts the cloak on and she kind of... She goes, oh, oh hang on. And she goes into the tent, she pulls out the blanket. She goes, oh, thank you ever so much, dearie. That was um, very appreciated. Well, that's okay. I'll wrap up the blanket, attach it back to my backpack. And, you know, you know, we, we can we can sort out blankets and stuff between us. If you need to have it again, that's not a problem. I'll carry it back. Okay. Right. She just, she just get nods at you and... Yes, yes. Okay, so what are we all doing? Yeah, well, right, I suppose, sir. Uh, packing my tent up and going. Yeah, yeah, break camp. Yep, so you all break camp. You spend a bit of time packing stuff away, shaking off the dew off the outside of your tent so it doesn't get all mildewy in your bags and your packs. Okay. Hey, right. I suppose uh, I'll go, I'll go uh, in the lead with, with my old stick here. I'll just, just test the way. Right, well, I'll go be at... Follow on. Yeah. 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 Same formation as before. Yeah, yeah, just up. Yeah, fine. So uh, I'll follow Kieran, who's behind me. You. Yep. Ogvar, hey, then. You, you, me, Esther at the back, like yep. it was last time. Okay, cool. so Ogvar. Then, then me, then Esther at the back. Okay, so Kieran, as you're at the front, you are going to be doing uh, your survival. So if you make me a survival check, so we know which. So you're in charge of directing the party. Four. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh surviving's overrated anyway. <laughs> First roll of the day. Oh, Kaboom! <laughs> Straight in there. How many days is it to get out the drunk? I don't know, but I'm reaching and I'm having a chocolate because that's all I need to know. Is yeah. yeah. We might need more rations. We might be here some time. Chocolate. Do you like chocolate? I'm, I'm good for now. I'll have yours then. <laughs> Round in a circle we go. Got enough room. Got a chocolate. Can't buy through this chocolate. Somebody frozen it. Get new teeth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what is it? What? It's just cabbage chocolate, but bloody hell, it's like somebody's put iron inside it. Mm. Right, okay. Um, you're not doing very well on general awareness either because Esther's just got a seven. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay, who's going to be taking responsibility? Of um, oh god, keeping uh, track of your surroundings. Who's going to be doing that? I'm going to be keeping track of what? So just general kind of awareness of your surroundings. Um, yeah, I can do. Yeah, okay. Make me a spot check. The ranger would be the right wise one to do that. Mm. These are just general ones for throughout the day, throughout while you're walking. Eighteen. Oh, Eighteen. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well done, the ranger. Eighteen. What, what, you, we may see it, but we might not survive it. <laughs> 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 right one. Into it. Um, oh look, that thing over there is about to kill us. <laughs> no, we'll turn around. He'll be gone. It'll just be us left there. Where did he go? <laughs> okay. So those are just the three rolls we're going to make. So throughout the day. Mm. This looks familiar. <laughs> okay, so you start off walking. You're keeping, you are keeping the um, the mountain, the blue smudge in the distance. You're keeping that on your left. <coughs> However, we have got the comp- sorry, don't forget we have got the compass. 
Yeah, but you've also got someone who's made four on the survival check, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's really going to help much. Yeah, it's probably magnetised, you're following him. The amount of metal on him. Yeah, magnetised um, metal. Right, okay, so you start walking. The terrain is quite... Um, it's, it's difficult terrain, you're moving slowly. There's a lot of unseen uh, divots and dips and kind of like muddy puddles where your foot's just disappearing down into. So that you can hear a couple of um, a couple of times Esther goes down and she's like, "Oh, bother, drat it all!" from the back as her foot disappears from underneath her. But you're not being particularly quiet either. It's quite difficult to be quiet because the grass is it's um, this kind of like tough grass. It's we're making a lot of noise as you stand on it. It's brushing up against your arm. You get the ding, 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 ding. It's like tundra grass, is it? Yeah, it is a harsh, um, is it hoary grass? It's quite tough stuff. <laughs> and can someone make me a... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, don't let me pick up a dice. <laughs> no, actually, I'll do it. You've got me. What are we doing? Dice. You've got me dice. Well, I haven't said what you're doing oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> so he's doing it. Whatever we're doing, he's doing it. Make me a 50% roll. So pick, 50, 50, pick a 50% roll. 25 to 75. Yep. Which one's good, inside or outside? I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, inside it's good. Okay. 66. Okay. So the first couple of hours passes without any sort of trouble. You get this sense that... Everyone make me a listen check. Don't worry. You can use the dice tray first. Oh, that's better. Listen. <laughs> la, 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 la. It's been a whole week, I've forgotten what my listeners. Oh, I'll make mine because I'm ready. 18. 18? <laughs> oh, that's a nat 20 plus 3. Nat 20. <laughs> God for you, because I'm wearing earmuffs. You might not be saying 24. That 24. <laughs> uh, 6. <laughs> 6. <laughs> okay. What? What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I told you I'm wearing my earmuffs, it's cold. Okay, and. About 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you are, where are you in the order? You're towards the back and you're paying attention to Esther a lot because she's, oh, bothered, drat it all. Bloody Maya. You know, she's she's mumbling to herself a lot and in, in just kind of general bad mood. Um, so you're kind of listening to Esther. But everyone else, and especially you or Laura, you start noticing that as soon as you get kind of maybe an hour out from where your campsite was, there is this kind of sense, this feeling, you can hear almost like a perceptible change in the tone of the mire. It's almost like where you've been walking from uh, this little hatch you came out of in the ground, that, uh, that kind of half day you walked out to your campsite, there was really kind of no other noises apart from wind, grass and some birds. But as you're starting to walk out, you are starting to notice there are more kind of um, eerie spooky sounds you can hear the sounds of bigger animals moving around because you've only got a 20 foot field of view so you can hear things moving around in the mists and fogs and you know you, you're getting the sense of there is more wildlife around you now you can hear kind of faint snorting of maybe a boar somewhere and Almost like there's this kind of like subtle undercurrent now with everything's kind of come more alive. There's more movement, there's more activity. Okay. 
Are you doing anything at this point? Is there anything you want to do while you're walking? Can I do anything with Murdoch? What do you want to do? It says in, in the sheet it says he can talk to me. Yes. So I can understand him. Can I train him to like fly ahead and scout? Okay, so while you're walking you want to be training him to scout. Okay. Cool. Okay. So to train Murdoch to scout. Okay. Because it's training for a purpose rather than a trick, it is going to take you three weeks on successful rolls right. um, to train him to scout. So train him in three weeks. Yep. Be done by Christmas then. <laughs> yep. Okay. And how often do I have to train him? Um, three weeks successful training. It would have to be on a fairly regular basis. Um, obviously if your rolls come out lower it might take you longer. If they come okay. out higher it might be a shorter amount of time. Cool. Okay, so if you make me a handle animal check. Okay. That would be a 16. Okay. So, the time you're spent walking, you start training him to scout. How are you doing that? Um, trying to get him used to start off small, just getting him to fly and come back. So, small okay. steps to start with, just getting okay. him used to coming back when he's commanded to. And okay. In the general direction, I want him to scout. Okay. So you're just kind of like training him to like kind of fly, and then calling him yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's a fairly intelligent bird, and he's uh, swayed by a bit of food as well. Can't wait. And he's actually picking this up fairly quickly. It's almost like having a dog. If you give him a stick, he'd probably bring it back for you. <laughs> Very small stick. Very small stick. This is where Kevin loses his stick. <laughs> I'd like to see the size of the raven to get the ten foot pole. More of a pterodactyl than a raven, really. I don't know, you see Jack Russell's walking with enormous great <laughs> Yeah. So, you start teaching. You're charismatic enough with uh, Murdoch to kind of like, he sees this as a really fun game. And it's now to the point where as you start walking, he starts flying off and coming back just for the fun of it. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you've, you've taught him to return to, return to you, basically. Um, but on call. So, you've spent a couple of hours walking. Is there anything else you'd like to do at this point? Not really. I say, it's pretty hard going, isn't it? Uh, can anybody else hear some things in the... Uh, Surrounded, just saying, it's a bit weird. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely movement. We can't see that far, but there's definitely there's movement. I can detect kind of like I think there's other animals moving around. There's a bit more life here. Mm. I mean, you know, when when we came out of the where it was we came out of um, that trapdoor thing, that hatch. Well, didn't hear anything at all then. But yeah, there's movement now. Well, uh, let's just hope it's the, uh, the friendly type, uh, rather than a... Yeah, let's hope it's a sign that we're getting towards the edge of the mine. No, uh, well, uh, I don't know whether we should just uh, be on guard. You know, don't be too far away from your weapons, shall we say, just in case. It's OK, you've got a stick. Yeah, take <laughs> the all, I can poke them away. Alora's <laughs> just laughing. From the back, you hear Esther kind of pipe up and go, well, I don't think we're going to be out of this damnable mire any time soon. Are you not liking the scenery, Esther? 
No, I'm bloody well not. I'm just, Laura, again, is just going to laugh at that. No, I've, I've never been in this deep in the mire, but I, I don't think we'll be out for another two days at least. Oh, no, that's just depressing now. But, but we can share the depression then. <laughs> right, okay. Might as well crack on, you know. Okay. Uh, give it another two, three hours and make me some lunch. Has the fog mm. cleared reasonably well? The flog, fog, Look, the, the flog. Weak. <laughs> um, the fog hasn't cleared at all. Oh. All throughout the morning, you, you get the sense that there is maybe sunlight. You can see, like, um, when you look above you, you can see, like, this kind of, like, glow to the fog. But apart from that, there is no breaking the fog. The sun isn't burning through. It is almost constantly this kind of damp, cold, foggy atmosphere. Well, it's, uh, I think somewhere out there, it might actually be a nice day in Innistrad. We don't get too many sunny days, but I think it's, it's, quite, it's quite bright. I've got a feeling that it might be a nice day somewhere, but just not here. Uh, no, I think that is correct. It's uh, most miserable. Yeah. Like Esther. Let's just get what was that? Let's just get so out of this. You're, you're not feeling very happy today. No, I'm bloody not. Oh. I've got mud in my boot. What about the other one? It's still dry at the moment. <laughs> but it might be going up your backside <laughs> if we don't get a hurry on. Julie <laughs> <laughs> noted it, sir. Go in, move on quickly, please. Oh, oh <laughs> hell hath no fury. <laughs> you have much to learn. Someone got a hole in their shoe that is letting in water? <laughs> <laughs> Don't annoy, she's closer to me than you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, forward. Okay. Oh. So you're travelling for another couple of hours. Uh, somebody make me another 50% roll. Uh, uh, yep. Too. So pick your range. I will go for 10 to 60. 10 to 60. Inside good or outside good? Inside good. Inside good. 51. Okay. Fire, right. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> so you travel for another two to three hours. Um, in fact, make me a survival roll again. See if you actually notice. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Right. These two to three hours, as, as you kind of um, pass half, about halfway through this point, you'd start taking note of this mountain in the distance. This kind of blue smudge on the horizon. And yes, while this mountain is still on your left, so you know it's still to the north of you, and you know that's north. You've noticed that where you've been travelling, the day before you were travelling kind of more kind of like an angular towards it. You're kind of deviated to kind of parallel with it. So you notice you've gone slightly off track. Uh, uh, I think, uh, I don't think we we'll are turn round, but uh, I, I just get the, by the look of that mountain, I'd say that we're, we're slightly off course. Laura will have a look. And... Yep, I... I concur with that. I'm sure. I'm sure we were heading directly towards it, but we're, we're, we're more going towards to one side of it, perhaps. So yeah, more to the east. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe just adjust course slightly there, Kieran. Kieran, do you want my compass? Would that help? Yeah, I could give it a go. What? I, I shall rustle it right out in my backpack. Okay. Drag out my compass. And, okay. and, and give Q&A a quick two-minute lesson in 
how to walk a bearing on a compass. Okay, describe your compass to me. Uh, it's a small uh, round bar- brass instrument. Okay. Uh, with a glass top that's slightly convex. Okay. Uh, uh, which, uh, by design, therefore magnifies the inside slightly. And on the inside, uh, there's very neat uh, lettering around the outside. Uh, and then uh, there's a uh, what looks like a balanced piece of metal in the middle. Uh, one end of it is red with an arrow, and the other end of it is black with an arrow. Okay. So I'm just pointing out to you that the red bit always points north. So if you point the red arrow, and then you turn the compass so the N for north is lined up with the red bit, and then we just walk towards where it says N E, which is northeast. Okay. And that's how we walk a bearing <laughs> on the compass. Okay. Laura's going to drop back at this stage and drop back to be more with Esther. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like going to drop to the back with it. Maybe drop to the back. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing I've wandered. Yeah, so Caddo, you'd have moved forward to the front. So effectively, effectively, the two of you have swapped positions. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay then. All right, let's, let's, let's have a look at this then. Okay. Okay. So, make another survival check with a plus two. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've got a northeast. You've used the compass after Caddo's shown you how to use it. You know northeast is that direction now. You're pretty confident you can follow it without using the compass. Okay, well, right, I'll, I'll, I'll take... That's very good. Right, right, I'll take my bearing. Okay, right, okay. That way. <laughs> okay. This half of the table is looking behind them. <laughs> okay. So you start heading correctly up to the northeast now. You spend about two hours walking this way. By travelling in the wrong, slightly the wrong direction, not the wrong direction per se, because you're going out of the Junk Mire, but just at a different angle. You've perhaps extended your kind of your journey by perhaps quarter of a day. Okay. Um, well, we won't know that, will we? So. No, it, but you, you can tell that you have extended your journey back to Junau by quite a bit, okay. potentially. It's always nice to see a bit more of the swamp. <laughs> I'd rather not see it at all. Okay. Right, okay, right. Uh, so you travel this two, uh, these uh, two to three hours. So that's what, that's what. You've done two to three hours, you did. Two to three hours, I did. You've done about five checks. or six hours. Yeah, so we've on about six hours now. Yeah, so, so that would be about... Right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of late afternoon now, you could guess, probably about late one o'clock. Not late, I thought we were up early. Not late, sorry, early afternoon. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, about It's about, about 12, one o'clock, one o'clock-ish now. Um. Rowan! Rowan! Yeah, he's, he's fluttering around, he's around. fluttering around. All right, friend, just making sure you're okay. Carry on. Right, what? Well, what do you say? We can either uh, uh, look for an, a bit of a campsite or just carry on and sort of like eat, eat, oh, eat a bit of ration on the way. To be fair, Kieran, we've lost a little bit of time going off. Court. I, I just let's get let's just get out of here. You know, let's just okay. keep eat, we'll, we'll eat and walk. You know. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take another half ration while we're walking. Then yeah. you know. And then we can use the other half. Or... I'll do the same. I'll take half. Yeah, we're all in for half a day. Walking lunch. Like a working lunch of oh, movement. Well, these rations have tasted a bit better than. They're a little bit 
Oh, a bit chewy, you know. Um, oh, oh yes, yeah. uh, Esther, your cooking was far, far more better than uh, Oh, that's just, that's just making me salivate now. I wish we were back in Esther's kitchen. Oh, so do I. Oh, oh those, God. yes, those lovely omelettes. Well, I'll tell you what, when we get back to town, guys, I thought, I think, you know, before we do anything else, we'll, we'll saddle up. Hey, we, we're going to have to find Pickle. And I don't know what's happened to Gala. I don't, oh. I don't know which one to be more worried about, to oh. be fair, but Pickle, you know, I, I know Pickle will, you know, he's a dog, he'll look after himself, but we still need to find him, and and then well, we'll go and find a decent meal, yeah? Yeah, well, I think we should, you know, get, far, get back to the lighthouse and get Pickle and have a look for... We'll so maybe check in at the tavern, but... Well, uh, I'm hoping Pickle, the at the lighthouse. Pickle, Pickle should be fine, shouldn't he, Caddo? Uh, well, if he's, if Gallo's not looking after him, I, I mean, we did leave him the body of a bard and a barbarian to eat, so he, he won't go hungry. Oh, well, oh, no, it's probably small mercies. I'm more worried about um, Gallo, to be honest. I don't want to know what kind of taverns he's gallivanting around with no clothes on. Oh, God, there's a thought. Assuming he got well. off the island. Well, mm. we, well. Can, we can only, well, we can only hope, I suppose. Well, well let's face it, was, if, if you saw somebody uh, coming towards you that's almost stark naked, would you give him a lift? In the rowboat, to get back over to the mainland. I do believe he had a cape on. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's got to do with chickens. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Down at the port, anything goes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> People pay for that sort of thing. You might I be don't... more likely to get in so the boat. So I'm told. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear me, no, 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 thank you. No. Right, right. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Onward. As our heroes retired for a period of respite, it seems that they just couldn't catch a break. A gate-crashing ghoul managed to paralyse the paladin before some divine turning intervention from our resident cleric repelled the wretch. Deprived of a decent night's rest, the party plod on in an effort to escape the mire. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Having you as a listener means everything to us. So, whichever streaming service you choose to listen to us with, Please give us a like, subscribe and follow. We would love for you to join us on our Facebook or Twitter page, where you can catch up with all of our latest news. While you're waiting for the next episode of Secrets of the Silver City, why not pop over to our website, where you can read all of the information about this campaign, from backstories to setting. All of the links are in the bio of this episode. Join us again next week for the next instalment. Thank you for listening.